0: Hello there, and welcome to The Writing Apothecary, a podcast with tips, tricks, hacks, and information about all things writing. I'm your host, Mandy Contos, and together with some awesome guests, we'll uncover the weird, wonderful, and sometimes unpredictable world of writing. So grab your notebook, grab a pen, or a tablet, or maybe even just listen and let's get started. Hey, lovely writers, and welcome back to Writing Apothecary podcast. I hope you've all been writing up a storm and you've been well. Today, we're diving into the different types of voice, and there are four different types that we're going to cover conversational voice, informal voice, formal voice, and ceremonial voice. And I'll explain a little bit more as we go through it, but we're just going to dive straight into it because it's just a bit to cover. There are a lot of different options with your story and your character's hand. How their voice should sound. The voice you pick will actually be guided by the point of view you decide on. So if you decide on using first person narration, which is my personal favourite, then your voice will need to match the personality of that particular character. If you're using second or third person narration, then the narrator will be a storyteller who may or may not sound like your own writerly voice, but are different. But just bear in mind, if you decide to do second or third person narration, it will also affect the emotional distance with which this narrator is telling the story. A first person narrator is naturally closer to the action because they are inside the story, whereas second or third person narration may be telling their story from a distance and it may seem like they're looking out to look in. Some writers prefer the second or third person narration because it gives the reader a more accurate look at the character and a less biased opinion of them and it's easy to actually see the whole picture of the story if you have someone looking out and telling all sides of the story. Many people find that first person narration is also flawed because they can't see all of what's going on. I personally like that because it's more of a suspense thing but there are others who just hate that. So the terms that I've mentioned earlier I've actually borrowed them from the Gotham Writers Workshop writing fiction novel that I have actually used as a reference because I've done quite a bit of reading and I feel like it's probably the easiest way to put them into digestible and easy to understand terms. First up is conversational voice and this term is akin to those friends who come over to your house and you know you don't have to have a perfect house because they're there for you and not the state of your house. Voices in this tone are a bit more personable. They can be sarcastic and real. It's also about diving beyond what's being said and having the actions a character makes outside of their dialogue fit them and the story. This tone is almost exclusively seen in first-person narration and it's usually quite colloquial with its speech patterns and its slang. It would be the same tone that you would use with your best friends and not something that you would use with like a co-worker who you've just met. This is a great voice to use because you can let your first person narration go crazy with their personality. Your characters can go deeper with their introspect and they can show your reader everything there is about them. But it can also be a downside. If you're not careful, your narrator can sound like they're going on and on and on and on on about the details of their life that has no reference to the story. So for example, you could have a character that's talking about their plant that's in the corner of a room. And if it doesn't give anything to a story, if it doesn't have some kind of symbolic meaning where, you know, maybe this plant is a reference of why they are still sober and they haven't touched alcohol or drugs and it's the thing that they nurture to keep themselves sober, that's great, that works in the story. But if it's something that's there just to be like, oh, look at this great plant, that I've kept alive. That's not giving anything to the story. That's actually just a bit pointless. So it's those things that you kind of want to avoid doing that. So making sure that your introspect has a point in the story and that actually works, but isn't as personality heavy as the conversational voice is. And they seem to leave out a lot of the introspective nature of what conversational voice is known for. And again, this tone is actually really good for first person because you can really show your character off, but you can also achieve it just as well in third person because the character telling the story is a real person. It's also a separate entity and by being closer to the action first person wouldn't be able to make the balance of these two settings work. If you are using a third person narrator in an informal voice you want to make sure that the narrator is somewhat close or very close to the emotions of the character if you don't your readers will feel like someone's just told them to have a seat in a room full of expensive china that's irreplaceable and not to touch anything it's one of those things where you don't want your reader to feel like they have to read carefully when they're looking at a story because they actually want to get lost in it and not have to think oh my god what's going on here who's this where's this going that actually will put somebody to sleep or they'll put the book away And that's not what you want. You want your readers to actually still be quite invested in the story. But it's a really great voice to use if you're working in second or third person and don't want to sound too much like the writer, because that's where it comes undone, where readers can read that you're writing as a writer and not the character. That's where you can kind of screw it up. It's also a voice that is commonly taken by a lot of writers because it's hard to get wrong. You can't really screw up an informal voice, or at least I'd like to think so. The third one is known as formal voice. And just from the sound of the word, you know exactly what you're in for. This voice doesn't have the same chattiness as conversational and informal tone, but it has a certain sense of detachment and space from the characters. For example, a character can be in the middle of a panicked scene, but they can still be fairly observational. This tone of voice is great for larger casts in the story, as you're able to use a formal voice to tell the epic story without getting characters mixed up. It's not the best when it comes to first-person narration, but it can be done if it works with the narrator's personality if your character is the kind of person who would have a formal tone and is pretentious they need to have that personality back them up and then this voice will work for them some really great examples of this is Lolita by Vladimir Nabokov and Nick Carraway from The Great Gatsby by F. Scott Fitzgerald using a formal voice in first-person narration means that the writer is more prevalent through the story rather than a distinct character in the novel but it's also a writing technique that can be used on purpose as well and can be done really well. And the last tone is ceremonial voice. This voice is used in a very detached manner. The narrator that would be using this is further removed from any of the other voices and can recall the event while joking about something going on with them. For example, you can have, for example, you can talk about a character suffering and in the same breath talk about how hungry that character is without skipping a beat. Having that distance Works in this setting. This, I would think, would be quite godlike, and this tone of voice is almost exclusively used for third person narration, and it would be impossible to use in first person. There is a huge advantage of using ceremonial voice for a story as it slows the reader down, gives them a great sense of occasion and the importance to the story, and a reader can really get the whole picture of what's going on. The disadvantage, it can seem like the story is stilted, slow and can actually suppress the story's energy. I'd personally use this one sparingly unless it's the kind of story that you actually want this to happen. Theme that we have here for the tone of voice you choose to use actually depends quite heavily on your character's personalities once you choose a narrator's point of view and while this breakdown isn't as comprehensive as it can get it's the beginning of where you can go with your story and it shows you just how powerful voice is it's one of those things that you actually get to play around with and get to actually I guess understand because voice is never going to be straight to the point it's always going to have little points of each of them if you need to but you need to explore this voice before you get anywhere so i'm going to leave it there for today and if you have any questions or anything you would like me to cover feel free to hit me up shoot me through an email or even hit me up on instagram and until next week keep on writing guys thanks for listening to the writing apothecary podcast to find show notes and more information head over to my website which is just dreamingfullyawake.com slash podcast where you'll find show notes resources worksheets and more info about the podcast You can also follow us on Instagram by just searching at The Writing Apothecary. I'd also love it if you guys took the time to leave a review or even rate it um, just on your platform. It'll help other creatives and writers find our community and help them get their writing practice and their creativity back on track.